welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with Kara Dixon, who's going to come on and share um, the ins and outs of being a media and communications pro, and also highlight um, her powerful Catholic story. So thank you for coming on and sharing this uh, crucial information. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to, to speak with you today. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think we've ever um, spoken to anybody who worked in media and communications before. So I think this will be a unique and valuable perspective that you will bring. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Um, so the first question is always the same. Um, what was your faith journey like? Are you a cradle Catholic convert or revert to the Catholic church? And um, what were some of the things that happened in your life that helped guide you on your journey? Yeah, so I am actually a, a revert. Um, my dad, he was born and raised Catholic. Uh, my mom, I think she was Pentecostal. She's from Tennessee. Um, so I, I grew up in Northwestern Virginia and, you know, we would go to church on Sundays. Um, but, you know, like we didn't really do a lot with the church outside of just, you know, going to church on Sundays. Um, went to like CCD classes. Uh, I like to say that I was like a third grade CCD dropout. <laughs> Um, because like I, I, I went till then and I, I also did like ballet. So we started having like ballet practices on Saturday mornings when we had CCD classes. Um, so, you know, after that, I, I like stopped, I guess, going, uh, to, to CCD and I never got confirmed, um, in middle school or high school. So like we would still go to, to, um, to church and stuff. I just like never got confirmed. I was never really part of youth group and all that. Um, you know, went to high school, uh, graduated and I kind of, you know, wanted to eventually get confirmed, um, but never, you know, really did it then. Um, but I like, I still have like a prayer life. I would pray and stuff. Uh, ended up going to college, was in college for two years. Um, I think I maybe went to like the Catholic student center for mass for like one Easter or something like that. Um, started junior year and immediately I was just like, I need to get my life together. And I was like, I can start by doing that by going to the Catholic student center. So I went to Sunday mass. Um, it was like 7 PM, which was great. Cause I like to sleep in. So, <laughs> um, I went and I just remember sitting there and they're like, Oh, you know, if you're interested in getting confirmed, we're going to have like an informational class for that, like on Tuesday. And I was like, you know, maybe I, I might go, you know, just, just check it out. And um, I ended up going, ended up meeting the priest there, Father Rob, and he was pretty cool. So I was like, you know, I'm, you know, just going to check this out, class out. And I ended up going and I got confirmed and it, um, it was like a really great time for me just, you know, having a priest that was like super cool and um, super personable. And like, I, the people in my class are also amazing as well. And um, it was just like a great time for me because I, I really needed that in college and just having, you know, um, people that were, you know, I guess like on the same journey as me at the same time, just having like that community. And um, I like, I was a worrier. I still worry a lot, but like not as much as I used to, but like, <laughs> um, you know, becoming Catholic kind of helped me um, not worry as much. And that's like exactly what I needed at that time. So um, that was back in 2013, I got confirmed, Easter 2013, I think. Yeah. And so um, since then, it's just been, you know, 
getting to learn more about the Catholic faith and I've moved around a bit and, you know, just finding community and um, learning more about, you know, the saints and, and reading the Bible all the way through. I'm, I'm doing um, the Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in your podcast right now. And um, yeah, just like for me, I think one of my issues is that I've tried to see my faith journey as more like a sprint and um, that's like bit me in the butt in the past is like getting burned out sometimes like learning about the faith and um, you know everything that that goes on with like the Catholic Twitter arguments and social media and all of that Um, but you know in the past year I think it's I've realized that it's more like a, a marathon and just like setting myself and not like doing too much and learning too much and I think that's like really helped with my my relationship with God is just like taking it slow and not like having to think that I need to be like at a certain faith in my faith journey and like not comparing, you know, my relationship with God to other people. So, um, yeah, I think that kind of like summarizes it. I don't know if you had any questions about that, but that's, no, no. Right now. <laughs> I think that's really good. I think something that you highlighted that's important for all like young adults is that how college you know, forces us to make the faith our own. And even in my life, I had to, when I was in college, I had to make my own Christian faith, my my own journey, rather than what I was told or taught by parents. So I think that's a good point that resonates with a lot of people, Um, what you said. Yeah, and, and I, I really liked doing that in college because I think if, I mean, I think if I would have done it younger, I don't know if I might have like stuck with it, you know, coming like going to church and stuff like that I, I mean I could have you know I, I don't know just because like this is how it turned out for me but I think being able to make that decision as an adult and like being interested on my own and going you know on my own to RCIA and, and just like being older and being able to understand stuff more um, I think that that has really helped with me like sticking with it through now you know um so I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm proud that I'm a rebirth, I guess. Like, you know, I still like grew up knowing like everything in the church and like getting communion and all that. And I was still, you know, able to have that, um, even if I didn't get confirmed, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that. And I, I think I was like meant to go to Maryland just cause like the people that I was around and they were able to help me and, um, you know, the priest that was there was like funny and, and like a person that you know, I appreciated having as part of my, my faith journey and stuff. So, um, I guess like people in your lives for a reason and the people that were at Maryland at that time, like really, really helped me. And I'm still like friends with a bunch of them and all that. So community is always important. Mm -hmm. So we always, you mentioned, um, Twitter beefs and we all love a good Twitter beef (laughs) and whatnot. Um, so what's a good piece of advice that you would give to someone discerning the Catholic church? Stay away from Catholic Twitter. I think if you find a good community on Catholic Twitter, it's fine. But sometimes it is kind of disheartening to see so like many arguments on there because I think if like it's people looking in, they're like, oh, everyone on Catholic Twitter is just like arguing with each other and no one's really coming together. But I mean, I, I think I've like, I found a good community, like an online Catholic community, even like on Instagram and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, like I've made like made friends through that, but no, I would recommend Catholic Twitter as a piece of advice. I mean, you, like you just said, you're a good cohort of people who you can trust and follow for edification. But no, I think, you know, I my piece of advice for people that want to become Catholic is 
to find like good Catholic people, like a good Catholic community. And I know sometimes that that can be hard. Um, and I think that it's also important to know that there is no certain way like that's Catholic. Like, and I think like sometimes people get wrapped up in that, especially with social media, like they have to look a certain way or like have to like have a specific prayer life or like prayer routine or or like you have to like like these certain things to be Catholic. And I and I don't think that's what that is. Like the church is so diverse. And I think that um like that that's like what we bring to the church is like everyone's so diverse and they have different stories and backgrounds and you know, um like there's like the the religious sisters and the priests, but there's like also, you know, um, like doctors and scientists who are in the church. And I think that's like important for people to realize is like, no, like no two people are alike in the Catholic church. And I think, you know, people need to like realize that. Cause I think, you know, part of like when I was getting confirmed and like the years after that, it was like, well, I like my life doesn't look like these like social media Catholic influencers and stuff like that. Like, am I super Catholic or like, sometimes I want to be super into saints and like people would have um, like all these like great saint stories. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, I, you know, I, if that kind of makes sense. Like um, I think it's important to realize like you're unique and you're special and like what you like is important to the church and stuff like that. And your life can look different and like it, your life, your journey still matters. So I would tell them that. <laughs> That's a good piece of advice. Um, like your path and life journey is unique to you and not trying to find and mimic others. Um, so that's good. Um, so now we're going to move on to the next um, topic. Um, at the beginning, I mentioned that you were like a media and communications professional. Um, so how and when did you develop a passion for media? Yeah, so what's that saying? Like every, like, everything in hindsight, like you can see like how stuff in your life worked out. Um, so like as a kid, I was like a super into history. I'm still into history, um, but I really liked history as a kid and I liked media and I always loved like reading the newspaper before school. And <laughs> I was always watching the news growing up. And so it kind of made sense that I ended up going to college to study journalism Um you know, I, I originally wanted to do sports, like sports journalism, because I like was an athlete in high school. But when I got to Maryland, I kind of just like fell in love with just being able to tell like more stories. And, and I could do that with like generic news and still be able to tell sports stories and stuff. But I really like wanted to be able to like be a part of history and see things unfolding and be there and to like just like meet people and have like great, unique experiences. Um, and so I graduated from Maryland with a journalism degree and uh, I just like really wanted to meet people and and tell like good stories, especially stories about, you know, minorities and um, cultural stories that some people like don't get the chance to see unless it's on the news. So that was like really important to me. I ended up moving to Texas like two weeks after I graduated <laughs> from college uh, that was really, I, I had a great experience. Uh, I was in Beaumont, Texas, and it was very hot there, but <laughs> I met a lot of great people and it's like a very diverse community and it's also very Catholic, like it's its own yeah. diet. Um, so I, I had a great time there, just like meeting people and like meeting like new cultures and being able to tell their stories. So I was there for two years 
And I like, I, I had a great faith. Like, I think there, like I was able to go to confession, like every day. Cause I would work like the night shift. So I could go to like to daily mass and confession. And I was in the choir there and uh, I did like Bible study and stuff. And, um, you know, having that job, having the job at night allowed me to like, really, like, I think like, um, continue off my faith journey. And I was like, I was off on Sundays. I would work Tuesday to Saturday. So I was off on Sundays and able to go to mass and stuff. So I think that like also helped. And, um, it's like, like I said, like a bitty, a pretty big Catholic community. So I, I like had that support as well. So that was, um, that was really great. And then after I was in Texas for two years, I moved back to Virginia. So I was in like the Virginia beach area and I was there for six years and I ended up finding like a really great church. It was a black Catholic church, um, the Basilica of St. Mary's of the Immaculate Conception, a very long name. <laughs> um, but there, like I was able to really get into like the other side of the Catholic faith with like getting involved more in the community and volunteer work. And uh, that like, that really helped me a lot, especially with I think like the like the stories that were there they were kind of similar to the ones in Texas but like it was more like a lot more violent crime and stuff and I think like being able to volunteer and help you know people in the community um really helped me cope with a lot of the stuff that I was reporting on so I would say that like you know my my relationship with the church there really like helped me stay above water when I was like covering such like sad things like we had a mass shooting there and um I was also like working weekends on the night so like I feel like every story I was covering was like crimes and shootings and stuff and like it was really hard for me um but like being able to go and volunteer at the church we had a soup kitchen that served like hundreds of people um, throughout the week, like just being able to like let go and like help people and get back in that way was really like healing to me as well. So um, I don't know if that answered the question. I <laughs> These communities where you moved for, you know, your profession shaped and in informed your, your line of work and eventually, you know, helped inform your faith and you found like self-care and like ways to be selfless. And that's important part of our faith. So I think that's good. Yeah, and I was also able to tell like stories about our church because our church has had like been in the community for so long, and I was able to tell like um, like the history of the church and like how it had been like very important to um, like the underground railroad and stuff like that. So uh, I was able like being a part of that community for six years. I was able to get like a lot of I thought was like important stories um, and just like tell a lot of like historical stories about like where a country has come from and like why it's important to really know your history and I think you know that's important like part of like I guess like our religion is just like telling the truth and like faith and justice and like how all of that comes together and it's like important for us to to really understand like our roots in order to move forward so um I I did like a lot of stories with that um in the Virginia Beach area, just because, like, it's, like, you know, where America was really founded, <laughs> so that was, like, also an important part, too, so. Yeah, and I think that's going to tie into our next question. Um, you highlighted some of the impactful stories that you've done, and it really moved you and influenced you and your faith a lot, um, so what 
type of like memorable or impactful stories do you think um, like really hit and like resonated with you? Yeah, so I remember one of the first ones that I did was actually in Texas. Um, I interviewed a woman, I think she was about 22 years old. We were around the same age. She actually had had um, brain cancer since she was 10 and she, like she had it off and on. And I remember I interviewed her because she was like getting married um, just because like she had a like a terminal, she had terminal cancer and um, her fiance like finally proposed to her and I mean, that was like one of the most impactful ones that I had right right off the bat, just because like she was so, you know, excited to get married and she was so young and um, I was able to like to interview her and film her on her wedding day. And it was like, it was really sweet. And she like, that's just like all she wanted was just like to get married. And um, she actually ended up passing away two days after we did the story, but um, like that will just stick with me. Like she was so just happy to tell her story and had the community support her um so that was that was one story that was really impactful and then I've done I did so many that I'm like (laughs) um I did a lot of military stories when I was in Hampton Road so those those were pretty cool just like seeing all the sacrifices the military service members like have given for our our country um I was able to go on a bunch of like aircraft um carriers and those are those are fun. Uh, they have really good chocolate chip cookies. If anyone ever <laughs> goes out <laughs> on one of those, um, but last year I also I ended up doing like a a historical docu series about communities in Virginia that are finally being able to tell like their stories fully for the first time. So or like black communities across Virginia. Um, so you know I w- I went up to like monticello and i talked with descendants of you know black descendants of thomas jefferson um and like how they're able to like to finally tell their stories of community like how Mont- monticello is working to tell like the complete story of what actually happened there um you know we went up to richmond to talk to them about like the taking down the confederate statues and then putting up like newer statues uh we also like we went to a couple of places but I like I really like doing stuff like that um that's like one of the most impactful ones because I had really wanted to work on something like that for a long time and I, I it turned out really well and I just like really appreciated the communities like opening up to us and, and trusting us with their stories to to tell you know those stories that I think are, are really important so um we did eight eight or nine of those stories yeah I think <laughs> it's been like almost a year, but um, I, I think that's like the one that I'm the most proud of. And I like, I think a lot of the people appreciated us just like giving them a voice and being able to tell like the truth that, you know, hasn't always, always been told. So. Yeah. And to like give your story that's sacred and like personal and intimate to somebody else and entrust it um, so they can elevate it is mm-hmm. a, the real act of like of love so i'm glad to hear that they entrusted those you know memoirs to you yeah and we like we also one that i forgot we we talked to a church that had been there since since i think like 1776 in williamsburg and you know they were like it was a baptist church um but like the the congregation had been coming together like secretly since like 1776 and 
um, it was like both slave and freed African-Americans. And so it was just like interesting, you know, talking to their descendants today about like the work that they're still doing to, um, you know, make sure their stories continue to be told for the next, you know, couple of hundred years. And it was just like really, it's really cool just, you know, being able to make those connections with people and relationships and um, forming a bond over, you know, faith and and history and, and storytelling and um yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all good. So my next question um goes a little bit more personal to you. Um, like how has your Catholic faith informed your career? And do you even see like media and communications playing a role for spreading the gospel? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, my faith has helped me be like more empathetic for stories that I've told um you know I I, I did like I used to deal a lot with you know people who had lost loved ones and I had will have to interview them and I think you know I'm like trying to understand where they come from I think my faith has helped me with that because I like I know I've seen colleagues kind of like I don't want to say be rude to people but like sometimes like it can be hard like telling these stories and like you want to like close yourself off and like ignore your feelings but I think you know the feelings like it, it's good to have feelings and you can tell your stories with those feelings that you have um so I think that my faith has like made me like just kind of been like you know what if that was my family or you know how would I want my family to be treated telling a story um I think that's that's played a part in that and I and I would also like try to do stories with like themes of faith like hope and um love and and themes like that like when I'm telling stories and trying to like have like hopeful endings or you know inspire people in some way to like get involved um so I think that that's how my faith has played a role in in some of the stories that I've done and then um yeah I I, I do think media and video can really um help spread the gospel especially in this age where everyone's like on their phone and looking at a billion videos a day and um media consumption is like so high now that <laughs> um yeah I, I I definitely think it could be and I think you know more people need to more there needs to be more like Catholic media producers and um to, to help with that right right and I think what you just hit regarding speaking to other people in like these bereavement and delicate life situations just requires you and it enables you to, you know, show mercy and um, to be like Christ to those who are suffering or inflicted. And so I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm like understanding. And I, I know like I would try to do like stories about, you know, maybe like the homeless or like something that has to do with like, um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on what it's called. Like the seven, uh, <laughs> what is it called? The, uh, oh my gosh. Is the virtues? Yeah, it's like the the acts of uh, acts of service and stuff like that. So I would try to like kind of highlight, you know, like cemetery work or like, you know. Um, oh, like the, the works the, in the corporate works. Yeah, yeah, the corporate works of mercy. So I would try to like highlight, you know, um the people at the homeless shelter need assistance or something or like they're having issues with whatever like this is how you can get back or 
you know, the cemetery um, needs gardening or whatever, or um, people in prison need, you know, there's like living in inhumane conditions and they need people to speak up for them, you know, stuff like that. So that's kind of like also, I would kind of like try to base story ideas off of that as well. So that's cool. Really educational for people who may not know the faith or people who know the faith and just seeing it in a different way. Um, so my last question is always my favorite question. Um, who is your favorite saint or you have a couple of, of in your uh, Rolodex who you think are really cool and uh, what's something about them that you admire? Yeah, um, I have a couple. So I'm going to go with my confirmation saint, which was St. Josephine Bakita. That's my wife's confirmation saint. <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny that how I picked her. Well, it's not really funny, but um, so I'm a procrastinator and we had to give a presentation at our RCIA class. And I literally waited till like an hour before to pick her. And I remember the police was like, yeah, there's like more than 4,000 saints or whatever. So good luck finding someone. So I remember I was like, oh my God, I need, you know, oh my God, I need someone to find, like, God help me, you know, find someone and then I was like, I'll make it quick. So I just Googled Black Saints and then she was the first one to pop up. So I picked her and I just like quickly wrote a presentation. And then when I was presenting her, I was like, oh, she's kind of cool. And at the end, the priest was like, she's a really good saint to pick. Good, like good for you. So I was like, oh, you know, I passed, you know. I... Yeah. But she's like, she's um like learning more about her. It's just, she's really about like forgiveness. And I think that's what a lot of us need in this day and age. And so whenever, you know, I'm angry or upset, I kind of, you know, think about her and, you know, how she was able to forgive people. Um, so yeah, I, 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 uh, she's one of my favorite saints. And then also Saint Anne. <laughs> um, I didn't really have my grandparents around when I was growing up. So like my last living grandparent died when I was 11, I think of the week before my 11th birthday. And so, um, I've kind of always like wanted that grandparent experience and Saint Anne, you know, was, jesus's grandmother so i kind of you know was like she's like my spiritual grandmother that's what i like to think so i have i don't have my necklace on right now but i have like saint anne and saint josephine paquita on the same necklace like they're little medals so um those are my two favorite and i also pray to saint joseph a lot and joan of arc when i'm like scared because <laughs> she's pretty cool too but i like learning about saints all the time like saint therese um i'll pray to her every now and then um, I think all the saints are cool. There's so many. They're all awesome. Yeah, there's there's just so many. Like it's like a grocery aisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you have like a need or whatever, I just like I'll be like, who's the patron saint of this? Oh, okay, I'll just read. Saint Anthony has helped me out though. Like I I will lose my keys all the time. I'm just like Saint Anthony. <laughs> I don't even finish the little saying. It's like Saint Anthony and I. <laughs> <laughs> okay well you know it's good that you googled you know black catholic saints and they came through for you at like mm -hmm. a pivotal time so that's good <laughs> yeah so yeah that's like totally me though like oh i don't have time let me just narrow it down i just want to i'm like i'm gonna pick a black saint okay she's the first woman to pop up i'll pick her like <laughs> yeah for sure well i think a lot of information that you highlighted regarding, you know, your career and media experience has definitely been beneficial. And, you know, Beaumont is not even that far from Houston. I mean, I'm in Houston, so it's like 
Yeah. 90 minutes away. So it's good to know that you were doing like impactful work with the local parishioners and even elevating and em empowering people um, in the state of Texas in the Gulf Coast area who who desperately need the, these stories told that are like super ancient and traditional. So it's good mm -hmm. that you were available to make those kind of impacts. Yeah, I never know if people know where Beaumont is or not. So that's what I'm like, Beaumont. <laughs> Yeah, it was very hot. I liked it though. I liked I liked Texas. Um, I would move back there, but it was kind of hot. <laughs> oh yeah, Texas <laughs> heat is like scorching. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it rains there like every day, and then it gets hotter. But yeah, it's like it's like swampland. <laughs> but we make it. We make do. That's um, fine, and the food's worth it. Like that. That that was worth it. Oh yeah, the food is amazing. You can't complain. <laughs> well, it seems like a lot of the work that you've done in your media and professional career has definitely been beneficial for your Catholic faith, and like your Catholic faith has played a pivotal part in um you know forming you as a professional. So um, I appreciated hearing your story, and I know the listeners will appreciate it. And uh, we will keep you in prayer and the work that you do and continue to do for. Um, elevating historically marginalized and neglected communities um, so that they can have represent representation at the table. So, so thank you. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I had fun. I hope uh, people learned some, some stuff about media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And you guys can follow Kara on various social media platforms that she's on um, and keep the work that she do in prayer. And you can listen and tune in to the next episode of Saintly Witnesses. Mm -hmm.